Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. With us today is the retired Admiral James DeVrides. He's Vice Chair of Global Affairs for the Carlisle Group. Uh, he's Board of uh, Trustees for the Rockefeller Foundation. And most important, he was the Supreme Allied Commander for four years for NATO. There is nobody that's better uh qualified to tell us what the heck is going on in, in the world, in our country, in Europe. Admiral, Merry Christmas. Today is a day, a Sunday before Christmas. What does the world have to look forward to? Well, Merry Christmas to you, John. And uh, we've got a busy year coming up in uh, the world of geopolitics. And let me give you two things I'm worried about and one thing that I'm optimistic about. So let me start with what I'm worried about. Uh, I look at the situation between Israel and Hamas, Israel responding to a, a, a terrible attack on the 7th of October, of course. We all know what's happening. What I worry is, and what I am watching closely, John, is whether this expands into a regional war in the Middle East. And the way that could happen, unfortunately, is further Iranian bad behavior. The Iranians are encouraging uh, a rebel group known as the Houthis to attack shipping uh, in the Red Sea and the North Arabian Sea. They are encouraging Hezbollah, a terrorist group to the north of Israel, to continue to inflame the situation there. Above all, they're giving direct military support to Hamas. So in response, the United States has sent two carrier strike groups, a Marine Expeditionary Unit, half a dozen squadrons of attack aircraft. So the, unfortunately, the possibility of this Israel-Hamas war expanding to include uh, combat from Iran with the United States possibly getting involved. John, we just can't rule that out. So that's number one on my watch list is a wider regional war in the Middle East. Number two, the second one I'm worried about <clears throat> is the war in Ukraine. Uh, and this, of course, is the result of Vladimir Putin's invasion. It is a very dangerous situation. And here, the real action is actually not in Kiev. The real action is in Washington. We've got to provide the military support to Ukraine. Their cause is just. We've destroyed half of Putin's armies without a single U.S. soldier being killed or even placed at risk. We've done it for uh, the equivalent of 5% of the U.S. annual budget for uh, somewhere around uh, $40 to $50 billion, which is real money, but our overall U.S. defense budget is uh, $900 billion. We can afford to do this, and we should. So I'm worried about the war in Ukraine only if U.S. and our European allies fail to live up to the commitments we've made to support Ukraine. John, those are two I'm worried about. Let me tell you something I'm a little more optimistic about, and that is U.S.-China relations. 
I think for all of us who are involved in the world of finance and trade and business internationally, uh, we don't want to see U.S. and China end up in a, a confrontation or, God forbid, a war, say, over Taiwan or over the South China Sea. Um, and the good news is about a month ago, summit between President Biden and President Xi of China went pretty well. And yesterday, John, we heard that the senior U.S. military are now again talking to senior Chinese military. All that stopped about a year ago after the Nancy Pelosi visit to Taiwan. So I'm cautiously optimistic about U.S.-China that we can maintain stability there. Uh, but I'm very worried about uh, the war in Ukraine and very worried, obviously, about what's happening in the Middle East. John, there's a quick summary of what the uh, the year ahead will have in place. Understand. Uh, two questions, Admiral. I understand the uh, the GOP point of view where they want to support uh, the Ukraine, and uh, but they want to support the borders of uh, of America, the United States. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, I can understand that because right now we're under attack. Our borders are just liquid. John, I agree. And the with other port, and and, yeah. and I, and yeah, I, 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 I let you talk. Yeah, I strongly support that view, and I would say that it's actually four things that need to happen, uh, which we've talked about. One is support for Ukraine, support for Israel support for Taiwan, and security for the border. I think all four of those are strong national security imperatives. And yes, we've had 2 million illegal migrants cross our borders per year for the last several years. We had 30,000 in one day. Um, that cannot continue. And I, as you know, John, I'm a registered independent, not a Republican nor a Democrat, I'm a centrist, but I think that our southern border must be controlled. So I agree with, I agree with linking you. those two I've together. Been a Democrat. I've been a Democrat. I've been a Republican, but I'm basically a centrist. I want, I want what's best for America. The, uh, the other question is uh, how you ran the whole military in, in that area. How do our soldiers feel I mean, uh, they've shut down basically the Suez Canal and the Red Sea. I mean, this is, you know, the, the OPEC nations have managed, you know, oil was down to $69 a barrel. They managed to, through the shutdowns to get it back up to 76 How do you, why is our Navy not responding uh, to, uh, to those people? Yeah, let's, uh, let's lay out the situation. Um, the Red Sea which is just to the south of the Suez Canal, is huge. It's the size of the state of California. Then the northern part of the Indian Ocean is twice the size of Alaska. So this is a huge space of sea. And, John, about 15%, maybe 20% of the world's shipping passes through that region. So because of these attacks, which have been sponsored by Iran, um, we have seen uh, not only your point, the cost of oil go up. We're also seeing insurance rates go up. 
And we're seeing big shipping companies simply avoid the region altogether. All of that will add cost to all the goods that we buy. So it is a very dangerous, significant situation. The U.S. Navy is stretched very thin. We've got half a dozen uh, destroyers and cruisers that are in that region. They're helping defend these merchant ships. They're responding to attacks against them. But, John, this would be like having six police cars patrolling twice the size of Alaska in the state of California. It's insufficient. So what we need to do is get more ships there and not just U.S. ships. We need our allies to step up. And in the good news category, uh, last week we saw half a dozen nations have now pledged additional ships. That's the United Kingdom, Italy, France, many NATO allies. Um, We need to get the Saudis and the UAE to contribute ships. And that's on the defensive side. And I'll close with this, John. We are, in my view, going to have to take offensive action, probably against Iran. If Iran does not pull back these rebels that are causing these attacks. So we need to be thinking about communicating to Iran that we will strike your maritime assets, your oil and gas platforms, your shipping, if you do not cease these attacks. Believe me, Iran is behind these attacks. We need to deal with the source of the evil here, and that's in Tehran. I agree 100%. Admiral, let's make sure we have a a great new year for our country, for our world, and I look forward to continuing our discussions in the new year. Same to you, John. Have a wonderful new year and a very Merry Christmas. You too. Merry Christmas. Thank you.